Who's your favorite Brett? Brett Scallions? Do you think? What Favre? Like, what other Bretts are there? Oh, mine's Bret Hart, the greatest professional wrestler of all time, Bret okay. Hart. I was like, there's what other Brett... famous Bretts are there? Oh, there's the great uh, Bret Michaels, of course, from mm-hmm. Poison. Mm-hmm. True. Um, He's got one T. He's a Bret with one T. Uh, that's all right. We're not pulling this. Okay. It's like, you know, it's the same yeah. thing. One T, two Ts, three Ts. Yeah. Brett, I yeah. don't care. The great Brett, Brett Miller, Midler. Brett Midler. <laughs> that's a fuck. <laughs> Would have been funnier if I didn't mess it up. That is... <laughs> A top-notch pat joke, right? I know, I know. I was trying to do it for you, and I fucked it up. Um, Fucking Brett Midler. I love (laughs) Brett Midler. Some say love, it is a river. (laughs) Right? Brett Midler. Brett Midler. (laughs) (laughs) Brett Kavanaugh? You love Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, big fan. I've been going to his house. Mm Mm-hmm. But I haven't been, I've been, I've been saying, good job, Brett. Don't listen to these people. <laughs> don't listen to all these. I go out, I stand in the front, and I go, don't listen. Hey, Brett, don't listen to all these people. You're doing great. Are there yeah, any famous, up. are there any famous Brents out there? Brent Spiner, who was from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. He played Data. I've never watched any of it, but yeah, I but know, you just that, know that Yeah, um, Brent um, scallions, of course. <laughs> famous Brent Scallions, the famous Brent Midler. Oh, you did it. You beat me to it. You beat me to it. I was just about to do it. You beat me to it. Brent. Famous Brent. Brent. Yeah. That's it. That's all of them. Scallions, yeah. Midler, and who was the other one? Favre. Brent Favre. Whatever it takes. Rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm 49% Lamo, your old buddy Pat. <laughs> I did write that down. You are 49% lame but that means that you're 51% awesome Yeah, that's cool. Davey Boy Smith. Gotta love him. Really focusing in on our buddy Dave these last couple of episodes. I know. This, like, there was some Connor and some Casey, and I'm like, we haven't seen them for, like, months at this point. Unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, I'm 49% lame sitting here in the old house, just chilling, um, living it up. Mm-hmm. How you doing, Rach? I'm doing all right. You know, pollen's still getting me. Um, yeah, you just hacked up a lung before. Yeah, we got on yeah. Here. And I mean, uh, the elephant in the room is uh, that when we recorded this last week, we recorded it right before the whole Roe v. Wade thing came out. And I don't want to dwell on it right now. Let's talk about it another time. <laughs> when I'm breaking news while we were recording the podcast, it happened. I didn't know. And then as soon as we stopped, Rachel told me. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't want to tell you till after. <laughs> Because she knew I'd be so excited because I'm, I'm like really for I'm really for turning back Roe Ro v. Wade. So she knew I'd be throwing a party about it. So I told Rachel I'd be going over to Brett Kavanaugh's house. Yeah. Big, big fan of Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in support. I stand in the front. I go, Brett. I give him the two thumbs up. I say. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Keep don't li- don't listen to these people. They're crazy. Do you call him they Brosif? Want- 
they want you to they want to see uh babies get murdered. These people are all baby killers is what they are. That's what I tell them. I say these baby killers, get them out of mm-hmm. here. Cuz I'm a big fan of Brett Kavanaugh, as you probably know, as probably heard before. Do you think there's someone who's never listened to the podcast before? Mm-hmm. Who was like, "Oh, a Degrassi podcast. Let me check this out." <laughs> and just listened to that whole thing. And thought I was being serious and was like, fuck this. <laughs> and then just like peaced out. Report. Yeah. Report this person for manslaughter. Yeah. No, I'm very sad about this. This is a very, you don't want to talk about it. I just feel like it's just, uh, we could talk for two hours and we know this podcast already runs really long. So I'm. Maybe we could talk all night. One thing about that. About the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade. We're both, we're both very pro-choice people more. So I, I would say for me, it's that I don't think I have can make that decision for someone else. Um, and there's a lot of reasons why someone might want to have an abortion. And I was reading uh, an email newsletter that I receive um, had a thing about some kind of things that were have been said by people in the pro-life movement in the past week in like a way of like thinking more about like what and, you know, I get why some people are coming from that, that that's very strongly what they believe that like that's killing and that's. That's what they believe. But what I found really interesting in all of these responses that were like people that are not, I don't know, as like extreme as I would have thought or anything like that was that no one sat there and said like, well, maybe someone just doesn't want to have a kid. Like a lot of it was like, oh, we need to be on, we on the pro-life side need to be more for like mothers and children and like paid family leave and childcare and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but what if you just don't want to have a kid? Like, yeah. Well, everything is also like there's so much talk about. Can you believe this? They're gonna they're gonna overturn Roe v. Wade, and they're not even even with life of the mother and incest and rape and all that. And I'm like, yeah, that's crazy. But also, the whole thing is crazy. Like, yeah, to suggest all of those things are are like bad. But yeah. like, what if you just don't want to have a kid? Like, that's just as valid a reason in some yeah. ways. It's also like, and I think I've talked about this before, but like to those who have are as less familiar, I highly recommend watching the documentary After Tiller that's about like the late term. Supersize me. You yes. love supersize me. You're <laughs> always talking about it. <laughs> you're always <laughs> you're always talking about it. Supersize me. It's one of the best movies. I haven't seen it yet. Oh I know my you god. Love it. I was literally trying to like pull from the depths of my brain like any Michael Moore documentary title or that Al Gore climate change one, and I couldn't think of it. Supersize um, me. What but, was that guy's name? The supersize me guy. Oh, I can picture his dumb face. <laughs> yeah, he turned out to be a piece of shit, I think. <laughs> Don't worry. Anyway, after Tiller. After, after Tiller, Tiller is about the um remaining late term abortion doctors in this country. And like I think it's really important to watch something like that or read there was like a good Atlantic article on this a few years ago to understand who is having abortions late in the game and it's not mm-hmm. it's not just anyone willy-nilly that stuff's not happening anymore we are not having partial birth abortions like that's not yeah. happening in this country what's happening is that people get to a point and find out that their child is not viable their yeah. life is in danger their child's life is in danger and they've had to make like a very tough choice and a very expensive choice and go through a very extreme procedure it's like not just like willy-nilly 
Two times you've said willy nilly in this. I know, so I know. I feel very strongly about willy and nilly. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Um, <laughs> willy nilly's brothers, Millie Vanilli. Um, there, you know, all the, there's a lot of protesters are at Brett Kavanaugh's house, which has making jokes better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I love do you know, it. do you have his address? I don't, but I, mm-hmm. I hope, and everyone's like, this is unacceptable. Like we, whatever your beliefs are, you can't accost, uh, go to someone's house and bring violence. And there's been no violence. I mean, mm-hmm. by the time Friday happens and this episode drops, there may have been, and this may not be true, but mm-hmm. so far, no violence. Mm-hmm. And also... Christine Blasey Ford had to move from her home, mm-hmm. literally move house, as the as people say, which I only learned about from Degrassi. The phrase "move house." Oh yeah, that's because very she was British. getting death threats and the like after she spoke out against Brett Kavanaugh. So fuck you. Also, somebody was like, somebody tweeted something. The amount of times I say somebody tweeted something and then I don't have it on hand and I have to paraphrase it is stunning. Yes. But it was like 35% of the podcast. For anyone, it's like for anyone protesting at Brett Kavanaugh's house, if anybody arrests you or like, or you get caught or get in trouble for it, just say, just write that you were somewhere else on a calendar and talk about how calendars are very important to you. Because that's what Kavanaugh did. He like then, just fucking love it. I love and then it. get your friends Willie and Nilly and Millie yeah, Vanilli and Nilly to and all Nilly. like back you up. Willie Nilly and Millie Vanilli. It sounds like a fucking old like Kansas song. Out there riding with Willie and Nilly and their old best buddies, Millie Vanilli. <laughs> and we're having a time on the back of this ride. What? One of the things I appreciated about Degrassi, too, was that they showed, like, different, you know, people making different choices with, like, whether or not to have a child when they got pregnant. No, everyone should have their kids. They should be forced to have their babies, despite <clears throat> whatever else is happening in their lives. That's 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 where we're going. That's where we're headed. Oh, my God. What a fucking nightmare. So excited. See, other than that, how are you doing? I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm with you. But uh, we're not here to talk about Willie Nilly, Millie Vanilli, Kansas, the band Kansas, or uh, really Brett Kavanaugh or Brent Spiner, who we did talk about earlier, but not in the actual body of the episode. We were talking mm-hmm. about him. No, Siree Bob. Mm-hmm. We are here. Oh, we're not here to talk about Euphoria, which I was talking about before we started the podcast, because I'm way into it, guys. So way, into way into it. Hit me up if you want to talk about it. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I was thinking about who, what, I know Degrassi and Euphoria are opposites, mm-hmm. but which Degrassi characters would be the characters on Euphoria? Like mm-hmm. some of them, you know? Mm-hmm. That was fun. But I couldn't really, there weren't enough parallels really. But anyway, we're here to talk about Degrassi the Next Generation more specifically. Degrassi, The Next Generation, episode 910. It's the 10th episode of the ninth season of Degrassi, The Next Generation. It's also one after 909. Right. It is one after 909. Yes. Have your moment. <laughs> thank Celebrate you. Thank you. Let me bask pride. in my glory. Yeah. Bask in his glory. Um, it's the 173rd, 173rd episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. But because of all the two-parters we're doing, 
This is the 139th episode. It's called Somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody is a lot of people's songs. But <laughs> there's a lot of songs that are titled just straight up somebody or they're somebody. Somebody like you. Everybody yeah. needs somebody. But I looked it up on the Degrassi wiki mm-hmm. and they credit it to the great Canadian who I can't believe they haven't named it. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we haven't had a cuts like we might have. Have we had a cuts like a knife? Feels like no. we should have. No. It could have been the abortion episode. Uh, Brian Adams, of course. So, Rachel. <laughs> what is your favorite song from the heartthrob of the North? Brian Adams. I don't know a lot of Brian Adams songs I, other oh than God. Summer of 69. I got my first real secret. And then I got him. And then when Ryan Adams came out, I was like, wait a second. Haven't we already done this before? So, yeah, that just goes to show how in the know I am on certain things. Speaking as someone who was a a gigantic Ryan Adams fan Mm -hmm. before um, all those things came out about Mm him. And now I, you know... there is the whole, can you separate the art from the artist? Mm-hmm. And for some reason with that particular artist, I cannot. Um, yeah. I'd, it's just personal. If, if you loved him and you still can find joy in it, I can't, mm-hmm. there's no judgment people. I just, I don't know. I think it's because of how much I loved him that it makes me more like upset and angry about it. Yeah. But, also what mm-hmm. he did makes me more upset and angry than some of, what I would agree. Did. What he did was like ruin lives and purposely uh, derail careers, mm-hmm. all for some like very strange kind of like game. And then I don't know. We're not here to fucking have. We're a, not here to talk about Ryan Adams. We're here to talk about Brian Adams. Adams. But I would say let's not mm-hmm. besmirch, even mention Ryan Adams when we're talking about the great. I'm not a big mm-hmm. Brian Adams fan. The great. <laughs> Canadian rock and roll savior. He's got a white t-shirt and a black leather jacket and he's mm-hmm. got a guitar in his hand mm-hmm. and he's jamming to the tunes. B. Ryan Adams. Um, what other songs he, did he do? Let me tell you something. He's still fucking going and wow. he looks great. This is a hot man. Brian Adams. attractive man. This is a hot man. I'm going to tell you, a hot man. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan. I don't really know a lot either. I know, Oh, course, he did the, I forgot he did the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves song. Everything I do. Yes, yes. Do it for you. Doesn't he also do, um, also in the news, the great, the other great man of the hour johnny depp didn't he do the don juan demarco song too uh have you ever really really ever loved a woman i feel like that was someone else but maybe i'm wrong um he did the three musketeers song all for love oh that's a good one that's him sting and rod stewart yeah they do it together i don't know if he did the don oh no he did yes he did do the don juan demarco song Justice for Johnny. He did a lot of he did a lot of interesting soundtrack themes. <laughs> Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. I learned that today too. He did that. These Justice for Johnny people are loons, man. 
Uh, I, mean, I didn't. Look, I haven't like read that much about them. I, I only been, saw like one thing, and I'm just ooh. Look, I don't. I haven't been paying a lot of attention to this because mm-hmm. I just it's it makes me sad, and and I I don't want to deal with it. But to like worship like an act a person who doesn't care about you mm-hmm. in the slightest bit, and people are like online being like, we have to show support for our Johnny, and it's like get the fuck out of here. He he's an asshole. He definitely like this is a fucked is up like. Guy. What I hate about the internet is that I just feel like, I mean, among all the other things that I've talked about that I hate about the internet, but it's just this putting people on a pedestal and not letting them be human. And it works like two ways. Like, you know, if they do something wrong, they can either be completely like, you know, derided or they can be still put on a pedestal, even though they shouldn't be. And it's like, it's just a person. Right, some of them what? are assholes and some of them are not. You know what the internet does to celebrities, man? Let me tell you. What? Cuts like cuts like a knife. <laughs> um, I don't really care. I think Brian Adams falls in that category of music I kind of hate, but also like it's not as bad as that. I think of it more as like toothless, like Tom Petty. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's why, like, all those, I forgot about all of those movie themes, which are, Tom they Penny's all sound great, kind of the same, but, like, terrible. Have You Ever Really, Really Ever Loved Woman is a fucking awful song. Yeah. Have you ever really? Plus, plus All for Love, plus I Do It For You, which is why I'm kind of like, I feel like Summer of 69 at least is, like, a fun pop song. It's annoying, think, but it's a fun pop song. I kind of think, um, make it. Oh, for one, now for love. I think that's kind of an okay song. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said Toothless Tom Petty because that's not fair because Tom Petty is great and yes. he's not even in the conversation. Here's what I will say. He's Toothless John Mellencamp, who oh, okay. is pretty toothless himself. Mm-hmm. So that even takes him down a notch. But I do. Are you like... saying that they are singing without teeth so they sound kind of funny? <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. even know how to try to mimic yeah. that, but. Yeah, he's got his dentures. He takes them out when he sings. So he sounds um, like John Mellencamp without teeth. Is what you're without, saying? If John Mellencamp didn't have any teeth, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah," that's what he would sound like. Um, I like. I kind of do. Like, I'm gonna say my favorite Brian Adams song mm-hmm. is "Baby, You're All That I Want" when you're lying here oh, in my arms. I love that song. What's that that's called? A good, Heaven. Oh, yes. That We're is a in great heaven. Song. That's a good one. And Cuts Like a Knife is pretty good. And also, everybody needs somebody, somebody like you. That's this song. Mm. That this, that's, based on. that's a pretty good one, too. Mm-hmm. So, Brian Adams, he is not foreign or bad. No. He's just. Toothless okay. John Mellencamp. He's, too, he's like, if John Mellencamp <laughs> didn't have any teeth in his mouth. He tried to, like, gum, gumming a sandwich. <laughs> Shout out to Rachel. We're going to talk about shout out to Depeche Mode's somebody. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we're much great, much larger Depeche Mode fans than we are. Brian some Adams great fan. reward record. Martin Gore on the vocals with just just a piano is a beautiful song. I know our uh, our esteemed dope monkey uh, Bennett is a big fan of that one. Shout out Bennett. Shout out Depeche Mode. Shout out somebody. Uh, you know we love it. We love it. Yeah. 
What's your favorite Brian Adams song? Call it, write us an email and at every episode ver. And by the way, I wrote Bennett back on that email. He always gives me shit. Cause once time he did, we wrote an email to every episode ver at gmail.com and I didn't write back, uh, at all. I don't think, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wrote, we, we, we talked on that one. So if you write an email to us at every episode ver at gmail.com, someone's going to write you back. Cause we're doing that now, right? We're good about it. We're much better about it. If there's an email sitting in the mailbox that I haven't written back to, well, th- consider that one from before we decided to write. From the before situation. times. Yeah. <laughs> now we answer them. Now mm-hmm. we chat. We have good conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, you know, heavy participants in the Facebook group. Somebody like you. I like forget about the. I I'm not a I'm not a big Facebooker. So some mm-hmm. days there will sometimes be like a long time and I don't go on it, I, or I like forget to go on it mm-hmm. and then I'll remember it, and I'll click on there and there'll be like ten things and it's just I I just one great post after another. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. so happy to read them and engage with them. Facebook group is great, but this is for the end of the show. What are we doing here? I don't know. We got off track. We're supposed to a- talk about Degrassi, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is another Declan Holly J. This is like just a good, this should have been it's, a two part. It's it's weird because it clearly was a two parter in the US, but it wasn't in Canada. So they have two separate titles. Love Games. Love right? Games. Is that what it was yeah. called in the, in yeah. the United Whose song States? Is that? Love Games going all over. You better watch out, and you're gonna lose at these love games. You don't know that song? No. I don't know. If, I don't know who sings love games. I know who sings love for. So yeah, kind of a continuation of the whole. Declan Holly J story from last week. What do you like more, loveful or um, uh, that one? Um, no, it's not a habit. It's cool. I feel alive. I'm not an addict. Maybe I always thought those bands were similar. K's Choice and oh, Cardigans. K's Choice. I'm not an addict is a great song. Top, mm-hmm. top, tippy top tier song to me, I think. Okay. The deeper you stick it in your veins. Anyway. Trish the Dish. Got a great review that Kay's Choice album in Thump Magazine. Oh my God. Thump Magazine? Thump. Did you not notice? Did you not see that? That Didn't was the name that. of the magazine that. Connor and Dave were looking at. Oh my god! It's called Thump. Thump. I, all I could think of was Trump. I was like, well, "What the hell what is I this?" I thought I was like, "I, I was like, does that say Trump?" No, it says Thump. Mm-hmm. Um, Trish no the dish. Sizzletine. No Sizzletine. They got great magazines in Degrassi. Sizzletine, mm-hmm. Thump. Yeah. Thump is a great magazine name. Face range. Well, that's not a magazine. My page. It's like a magazine of. of <laughs> I know they just have great names for things. Archibald Simpson. Snake Archibald. Rupert. <laughs> Archibald Rupert Simpson. Yeah. Holly Jeanette. Holly Jeanette. Uh, Sinclair. Yes. Trish the Dish is getting broken up with by Declan. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a face on. He's 
talking right into the camera and he's telling mm-hmm. her that, you know, I just want to see you be free. And she's like, fuck you, you dickhead. I'm out of here. Basically, <laughs> that's what she said. Trish the Dish is an all-star. I love her. Yeah, she's great. So then uh, she, her, him and Holly J are a thing. Yes, they're together now. But she is so busy. She's like got a job. She's the president of the student council. Yeah. Something else he, maybe and dating. Yeah, he's he's the hottest guy in school. That's what Shantae says, or or Anya. Shantae or Anya say say that to her. I'm sorry. Yes, she's very busy. (laughs) Sorry. I blew past that. Yeah, she's super busy. She's got lots to do. She's trying to get this mentorship. How will she have time to date is what Anya says, because remember, other than LARPing, Anya had jack shit going on. So she just had to go to the studs practice all the time. Fucking studs. Yeah, but Holly J is is trying to get into university. She's trying to do everything she can. She's trying to become a businesswoman, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck knows. So she's going to have to figure out how she's going to juggle all these things. This Declan was like he they brought him in under the guise that he was like this um flamboyant kind of like, "Hey, I'm I, I play by my own set of rules." I like make people embarrass themselves at my mom's party and like do mean things to people. And now he's just like a guy. Yeah. It's just like a nice guy. Yeah. He lost his edge. Totally bland now to me. Yeah. I didn't like him per se, like when he was being a dick, but like, I liked that he was a villain. I liked that there was an antagonist on the show. Yeah, I find it interesting that all the women are attracted to bird-faced men also. He is, he is so birdy. He is yeah. so bird-faced. And, like, he's the hottest guy in school. Who mm-hmm. goes to your fucking school, dog? <laughs> not, obviously not hot people. KC <laughs> is hotter than... Dave is hotter than fucking Declan. Yeah. Connor. Dave is a... Yeah, who is like... totally. <laughs> Connor is hot. Growing up. <laughs> he is getting hot for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what? I'll tell you this about Connor. Excellent smile. He's got like a smile lights up a room. When he was looking at those pictures of, in Thump magazine of the, <laughs> of the short shorts, yeah. his grin, that kid, that kid lights up a room. These people mm-hmm. are all better looking than Declan, not mm-hmm. Ethan. I also, so... Jane is in this episode a few times where like she runs into like, I definitely expected like Holly J's interest in Declan was going to cause friction between her and Jane because obviously Jane was like, but Jane apparently girl. not, not at all. And I like that. That I think is good. I don't need mm-hmm. any more like that's because Jane's just one of the bros. Well, but also I keep having this thing where you know how like you've seen a movie, let's say like a lot of times and you know how it ends, you know Mm -hmm. how it goes, Mm -hmm. but there's like a character or something in it that like dies and you don't want them to die. And like, even though you've seen the movie, when -hmm. you put it on again, there's like a little part of you that's like, maybe it'll be different this time. You know, it's (laughs) not going to be, but you think about it. You think like, Oh, maybe, maybe this time it won't Mm -hmm. happen. I am having this with the Jane Spinner thing mm-hmm. where like i know it's gonna happen but every time jane shows up she's like happy and seems like she's in a good place and it seems yeah. like and i'm like maybe they'll just yeah. break up it's normal. like they forgot about the whole kissing affair with declan right 
and yeah. they forgot about her abuse as a child. <laughs> and, like, that just, might have been a little more than a kissing affair, I think. Yeah, all of it. Ain't nobody humping around. Thumping, you mean? Like Thump Magazine? Thump. <laughs> Thump Magazine. So that's my thing. I keep thinking that the Jane Spinner thing won't be as gnarly as it will end up being, probably. Mm-hmm. But So Anya is trying to get this mentorship, which is a something through the school that like a businesswoman. Business will, like, Mentorship Award. Business Mentorship Award. And there's a lot of people up for it. There is... Some woman we never met, another woman we never met, two more women we never met, and then of course Holly Holly Janine, Jeanette, uh, Jeanette. Sorry, Holly Jeanette. I love how Holly Jeanette and he was like, "So Holly Jeanette," and she's like, "Shut up!" Like Jeanette's not that bad. Yeah. Also, like Holly J is that much better? Why not just be Holly? Yeah. Roll out the Holly. Ooh, it's Christmas time. (laughs) It's a little early. So business mentorship award and Declan spills the beans Mm -hmm. that his mother is one of the women who picks the winner of this contest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's like, tell her we're dating because you'll get a leg up. It's politics. Yeah. And Holly J feels weird about that. She's like, I don't know if I should do that. Yeah. Holly J is wants to win it on her own merit, which and and by all intents, it seems as though she should. She does seem to be the, the, the most together with it person in the Degrassi camp. Yeah, and because she's so busy and doesn't have time for dating, what she does before this business mentorship award interview is that she and Declan skip school to go hang out at the dot <laughs> and then to go to a secondhand store and do a montage where they try on different clothes and take pictures, which I thought was going to lead to something, but it didn't. I'm going to make this my screensaver he said about one of the outfits oh my they're also God. like look how crazy this these clothes are and it's like they're not that crazy it's just regular no. clothes they show up at the dot they skip school at the dot and spinner says skipping school to hang out at work <laughs> what's the with these kids today mm-hmm. so she goes to the business mentorship interview mm-hmm she kills it. Declan's mom is like, you're the so great. You're exist. She basically tells her she has it. You're exactly what we're looking for. And then she says, I'll probably see you soon because, you know, me and your son, we're kind of dating. And then Mrs. Coyne. Mm-hmm. Declan Coyne's mom, Mrs. Coyne, was like, flips oh, her no. shit. Yeah. She's like, oh, this. And the other ladies are like, we're not comfortable <gasps> with this. Phyllis. It's not her name. No. Um, and so she's like, you know, she's this... Fiona Coin Senior. Yeah, f- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bindi Coin. Bindi Coin. <laughs> Wayne Coin from the Flaming. Lips. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so she's like, I can't. I probably can't give you this award now because. And then Holly J's like, okay, I'll recuse myself. Mm-hmm. Recuse. I'm gonna recuse. Mike Pence recuse. <laughs> I think she says withdraw. I don't think you not, recuse. <laughs> not Mike Pence. What was the guy that Jeff said? Remember fucking Jeff? Remember? Oh God, lived, I forgot about Jeff Sessions. We lived through Elmer Fudd. <laughs> Jeff Sessions. It's so, been a time. It's been a time. It's been a time. <laughs> it's dinner time. <laughs> it's been a time oh i thought you said it's dinner i was like it's late for dinner <laughs> <laughs> i hope my nightly dinner. my nightly dinner 
<laughs> so um she's like i'm recusing myself she said this is so funny because she was like i'm recusing myself like jeff sessions did <laughs> in the and in, in the impeachment trial and, and i was like wow this happened before that it's so strange that she knew that jeff sessions <laughs> So she's she knows she's going to lose this thing. Mm-hmm. So the next day they have the unveiling and Fiona Coyne Sr. is there. And uh, and she's talking about these lovely ladies up here on the stage behind me and how one of them exemplifies the and then from behind the curtain comes Declan and his bird face. And he goes, Caw! and he pulls Holly J behind the curtain. He pecks her eyes out. He does it. They're kissing. And, <laughs> and he pecks at her eyes to yeah, kiss her. He kisses her by pecking her at her eyes. No, she did. He, he was trying Love to mate pecks. with her. He, he did that thing where the birds mate, where like they sort of fly above the other one and like. <laughs> and his like head feathers like went up, you know. <laughs> um, Full display. So they're kissing behind this curtain because she's resigned herself to lose. Now, of course, mm-hmm. she's not going to lose. She's going to win. And she's oh, going to I be- hated. I was like, you know what's going to happen. We know yeah. what's going to happen here. Why? Oh, why? Don't yeah, do was, it. Don't do it. I hated it. A second. So they announce Holly J wins the um, the award. And Mrs. Coyne is like, where are you? Holly, Miss Sinclair, Miss Sinclair. And then somebody pulls the curtain back and she's got her shirt unbuttoned and she's in her brassiere. Mm-hmm. And some fucking creep takes a picture of her. I'm like, this is a 17-year-old. <laughs> what are you doing, you fucking n- nightmare? So trouble. Trouble's brewing, mm-hmm. right? Trouble is a brewing. Because uh, she yeah. thought that she withdrew. So the fact that they still chose to pick her yeah. was a surprise was, to her. Yeah, she was surprised by it. Uh, thus her surprised bra. Mm-hmm. So the moms come, Mrs. Coyne and then Mrs. Uh, Jacoby and Myers. This, is, this was like a wonderful post-Mother's Day thing. I was like, what is wrong with all of the moms? Hatsu and the two moms. They act like. Hatsu is also is, a mom, but you know. She is a mom. The she other has, moms. They act like this is like a perversion of all mm-hmm. they were doing was like kissing, honestly. And, like, she unbuttoned her shirt so we could, like, feel her up. Come on. Like, get yeah. over it. Mrs. Sinclair is like, what did your son do to my daughter? Like, what? What year is this? This, this escalated. This is in mm-hmm. typical Degrassi fashion. This escalated. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so. Uh, Unnecessarily. <laughs> yes. So, basically, Mrs. Coyne is like, when these pictures come out, it's going to look so bad for the. I'm like, these pictures coming out. Who is posted? Where are they coming? This person is 16 years old. Are they going to go out in the, the, what was it? The Toronto Star? What was the newspaper? <laughs> they used? The core. <laughs> the core would definitely post these pictures. Oh Fifth largest God. newspaper in Toronto. <laughs> What was that guy? Jamie? No, what was Jesse. his name? Jesse. What a fucking dick. Jesse's writing an article, and I just like a newspaper is going to post pictures of a sixteen-year-old girl in her bra making out with her boyfriend. That is fucking gross. I mean, also the fact that like Holly J is like, no, we can't do this, and then she's the one who like unbuttons her shirt. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that backstage. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the moms are like, oh, Mrs. Coyne's like, you are still going to win the mentorship because we can't take it back now. But you will not be seeing my son. And then the... uh, And like the... Hatsu and both the moms are like, yes, that is definitely what needs to happen. And I'm like, what Romeo and Juliet shit is this? So stupid. They even mentioned Romeo and Juliet at one point. Oh, God. I didn't notice that. Declan says it when they're like at the dinner at the the burgers and on the stage. Mm -hmm. Eat your burger. I don't know why that was (laughs) gross to me. I guess the dot doesn't have lobster. That's what he says. Yeah. So they have like, they essentially like break up. She's like, what are you afraid of? Scared to make your mommy mad? And I was like, good for you, Holly. Yeah, I was so proud of her. Yeah, she was like, we like each other. Why would we break up? That's stupid. But he's like, you don't understand. My mother is strong and I always move. Basically, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's exactly verbatim what he said. Yeah, yeah. So, so then my, yeah. she tries to have a conversation with him where they go to school at night because she has keys to the school. And they have a special secret dinner in the auditorium on the stage, and it's burgers from the dot. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, you know, maybe we should try to make this work. And like, and he says, oh, like a secret relationship. Like, we just don't tell anyone. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, together. there's something... Like, that's what he's talking about, Romeo and Juliet. And he was like, that's something, like, sexy about that. And she's like, no way. I liked her. She was like, no, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. I'm not hiding. I've got enough to do, right? She's very busy, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, like, before she meets him at school, who is it? Is it Anya that says to her? Anya Bananya. No, it's Jane. She has a conversation with Jane. They're mm-hmm. in the calf. Yes. And... Um, Leia walks up and she's like, I can't babysit for these kids because they, it's like, it's past my curfew. And so then Holly J immediately solves it. And Jane's like, you know, you, there's never been a problem you can't solve Holly J. Like you can figure this out. And then they started singing, um, how do you solve a problem like Maria from West Side Story? They got up on the Yes, yes. But it was, how do you solve a problem like Holly J? How do you solve a problem like Declan? (laughs) They also you break up so with them. this this <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah, tell the fucking throw him some bird seed and he flies away. That's not nice. That's not nice. That's um, really the, be- funny. <laughs> the opening of this scene with Jane and Holly J. So they're sitting at a table together, and they're mm-hmm. in the cafeteria, and it opens on Holly J. Like. Not able to like cut through the the meat that the school has given them <laughs> with the plastic. Utensils. And I couldn't tell if it was like some weird veggie burger I, situation. I, I, I was like, was. what is this thing that she's eating? Like, and she doesn't even like comment on it. It's not like, oh god, the food in this place sucks. It's just like, rah, rah, rah. like it was really yeah, funny. Yeah, I I loved that little attention to detail. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cat food is bad, so she can't even cut it with these plastic. And then, like, Declan was in the corner eating a plate of birdseed. She says to to Jane, two bruised reps, two angry moms, and one ruined relationship. I don't know if she says ruined relationship. I kind of forgot what the one was, but it was, Mm -hmm. like, fucked up relationship or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, she was able to figure it out. So she was like, you can fix anything. 
And then what's her choice? How does she decide she's going to fix this, though? Just by saying we're going to tell them? Like, what is her grand plan to fix it? I don't really know. Yeah. I think that she was just kind of thinking, like, that they could try to work it out somehow. Try to see it my way. Mm -hmm. You wish this song was better than the one by Crowded House. (laughs) But it definitely isn't. It never will be. Life is very short. So you should listen to Don't Dream It's Over, My Friend. <laughs> I just wanted to be silent and let you work What's through one that of, like, one. This, this podcast, you always listen to the Stagrazi podcast. What's like a thing like they talk about a lot? Oh, um, well, <laughs> the one guy is always talking about how <laughs> Don't Dream It's Over, the song, the 1980s song from Crowded House. Maybe you've heard it. Probably not. He's always talking about how it's better than all the Beatles songs. Oh, that's interesting. I thought it was about Degrassi. (laughs) Everyone who listens to this should know that we talk about Degrassi 49% of the time, like as much lamos as we are. 49% lamo. (laughs) And the other 51% is whatever the hell we feel like talking about. (laughs) And it is some combination of like, impersonating british actors mm-hmm. talking about um don't dream it's over mm-hmm. yeah sometimes very seriously discussing politics <laughs> not <laughs> not like not like necessarily like intelligently but talking about them and yes. like having a, having opinions about them you're intelligent yeah. i'm just kind of like a fucking yeah. and then dervish willy-nilly and then telling stories from when i worked at 930 club and you worked at snl mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the good old days. Back in the good old days. Um, and yeah, that's probably, that's most of it. And Marco's dad. Hey! At, when um, Holly J and Declan were at like the clandestine burger dinner, mm-hmm. they were talking, she was like, we <laughs> like, like each clandestine other. burger dinner. <laughs> that's the first Steve's That's album. like, that's my favorite scene from Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> The The clandestine burger dinner. dinner. (laughs) Eat your burger. I can't. I couldn't possibly. Well, then why did you bring them here? So so they're talking about like all the things. We like each other. We have fun. We make each other laugh. And then Declan goes, we make each other hot. And I was like, like physically, like you get warm. Like what? Like you, you next to each other, make the other one look more attractive somehow. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, no 16 year old talks like that. We make each Mm -hmm. other hot. You would say horny. Yeah. Or they can't say that on Canadian TV though. Or boned up. He would be like, you make me boned Mm up. And she was like, you put me in the bone zone. If you will. I'm all bone zed. And then she Mm -hmm. would be like, me too. So they get to school the next day. And of course, because there's cameras, Hatsu mm-hmm. Lakis has seen the clandestine burger dinner and has called in both sets of moms. Where are the dads? I don't know. It made me annoyed. I was just like, oh, just the moms. And the moms are getting all riled up about the wrong things here. It's literally the same scene as the earlier scene. Yes, Where, just like more heightened. Yeah, the uh, Holly Jason was like, "You don't, you never taught, controlled your son how to have any self control." 
And then it's just so stupid. And Holly J. Oh, and Hatsulakis says, keys are a privilege, Holly J. And she asks to have them back. But mm-hmm. Declan has them because she mm-hmm. left them with Declan. Not good. But Mm-mm. after all this back and forth with the parents, Declan's like, enough. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. He says it that way too. Enough, won't you please? There's always like a wrestler, wrestlers. Uh, whenever there's like bad guys, they'll like be talking, and the very thing is like the good guys will always be like, "Won't you please just shut up?" It's so bad, I hate it. And that's basically <laughs> like what Holly J. Uh, Declan did here. Yeah, it felt like they were like on trial, like <laughs> with their mm-hmm. parents mm-hmm. and Hatsu. And I was like, for what? I'm not really sure what they did all that wrong here. They made out behind the fucking curtain and like, I guess, Mm -hmm. sullied the reputation of the mentorship program that has never Mm -hmm. happened before this because Mm -hmm. Mrs. Coyne has never been in the. She could be Ms. Coyne. No, probably not because the kid's last name is Coyne. Let's Mm -hmm. be fair. Mm -hmm. But maybe she's someone who wants to be a Ms. Ms. The Ms? The Ms. You're talking about the Ms? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. My, my, one of my. I was say favorite or least favorite or just like middling real world wrestlers. Characters. Oh, oh, real world characters. <laughs> yeah, and by characters I mean people because right. he, he is a person. <laughs> he is a person. Um, so Declan's like, "Fuck off, we're gonna do this." Mm-hmm. And Holly, they they leave together. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like there's no scandal here. There's no scandal. They're juniors in high school or seniors. Are they juniors or seniors? Junior, I, senior. I don't know. This is when this is, this is when they start to like rewrite what years people are in. So it gets a little yeah. bit like Lucy Goosey, Willy Nilly. Millie Vanilli. Willy Nilly and Millie Vanilli. So they have a really hot kiss, though. They do have a hot kiss. So they kissed, but I mean, I can't. I mean, you know what? I'm. It's I think the thing that would be more scandalous was the fact that they were like making out behind the curtain at like a school function. Yeah. Not really that they went to the school like what that's why I'm saying like what is this is this like some Romeo and Juliet shit. Do you know how many times I'd been fingered by the time I was 16? How many? A hundred. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, they're like, we're going to do it. And Holly J jumps in Declan's arms. He holds her up and they have a hot kiss. And we Shyler, they kiss, they pull apart and they smile mm-hmm. at one another. And that's where we Shyler Stone. Mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling this Declan. I got to say, I'm not. Oh, feeling... you loved Declan and now you are not feeling him. I'm not feeling nice Declan. I, we need some mm-hmm. fucking villains who are actual characters on the show, not like yeah. Ethan. Yeah, who's exactly. like Ethan sucks, but we're never going to see Ethan again. We, I need like you a, say that and Ethan's going to become like one of the main characters. <laughs> could be true. We don't know what happens. I mean, look at who who our villains were. Johnny DeMarco. Fucking Holly J. Mm-hmm. Declan. There's Jay. no J. Well, Jay went through Jay's arc, at least was. On, I love the arc of Jay because he actually yeah. like we saw it. We watched him get better. We learned about why he gets better. Even and I will say Hot Peter. Mm-hmm. Same with Hot Peter, I think. Hot Peter had an arc that we followed for multiple seasons mm-hmm. where like this character, like 
I guess to an extent, Holly J did too, because she like was losing money. Her parents didn't have any money anymore, Mm -hmm. but that's like a bullshit reason for me. Yeah, that's not enough for me. I feel like these characters, so many of them are like brand new. They were bad for one week. Bad's not even the right word. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's, it's not like euphoria, like you're watching right now where someone is just like irredeemable. Well, you don't know. They may be redeemed by the next season. You didn't watch season two. Mm-mm. But yeah, all the villains are now good guys. So what are you going to do? What Derek's are you gonna gone. Do? Oh, I miss Derek. No, you don't. You hate do I know. <laughs> As soon as I said that, there's not enough Bursa Moose. Natty's Bursa Moose isn't like enough of a, he's you know, like, a bad guy. He's definitely like a dick, but he's also like a periphery character at best. Yeah, I want to see more going there. Like, I feel like, you know, I need a little more extreme. Extreme. I mean, I guess punching the lifeguard was going there. Yeah, Yeah, and we probably gave that like a three. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a real low rating season so far, I got to say. You did punch that lifeguard. That lifeguard <laughs> took it like a fucking pro. He was like a boxer, that dude. His jaw, rock hard. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. fucking uh, rock hard, like Declan's bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did give it a three. <laughs> did you really? I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The most go there thing of all of season nine, and Rachel gave it a three. I bet you I gave it a five. My highest mm. rating, ooh, actually, my highest rating was the opener, which was a seven. Wow. And that was um, Peter's meth addiction. <laughs> so <laughs> That was the last great episode. <laughs> that was the last, last great episode of Degrassi. Was Remember Peter's when Peter was addiction? standing in the traffic median? <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best. That was the best. I'm going to watch that again. <laughs> so funny. Nothing but his white shirt. He became a me- everything on this show happens so fast. Declan and Holly <sighs> J. It literally they like are dating. They just start dating. He also says something about being in love. Mm-hmm. She's um, taking her shirt off and at then, school. Yeah, there and and she also is like never does anything that's not school related because she's so busy, as you said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. This was a lot. This goes there a lot though, so that's good. Probably a ten. <laughs> I didn't write down a rating yet. I'll see how I feel by the end of this recording. I never have once written down a rating. I just go and I never (laughs) write down my MVDs either. I don't know who my MVD is yet. I don't either. I have a lot of feelings about it. When you're lying here in my arms. So Thump Magazine. The B story is brought to you by Thump Magazine, which evidently has pictures of Megan Fox from Transformers in cutoffs. Uh, did you forget something? What? <gasps> Thump <B> story. <laughs> so busy with Thump magazine. Two back-to-back weeks of like B stories with great magazines. Featuring the the cousins, Dave and Shantae. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I like this Dave. I gotta say, I there's something about him. Oh, he seems really sweet now, and I'm like, wait, who else is on the show? I feel like we haven't talked about anyone else recently. The, he's been on. He's really. They're really pushing him. 
it's a lot of Declan, like with Jane and then now with Holly J and then they're really pushing Dave. Fiona is like kind of in the background and about um, St. Vincent, St. Vincent, St. Vincent right. and Jessica Tyler. What's her name? Jenna, Jessica Tyler. Oh, Jenna. I guess Jenna's going to become the villain. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen. And then yet. probably not again. I haven't seen Allie in a while. They're not paying her her $20. They paid her all over twenty. The most she can. There's a mm-hmm. cap, uh, cap, on how much yeah. they can pay I mean, her for. We got. We have Emma in the co- in the open of the show, and we haven't seen her for ten episodes of the season so far. I didn't see that skateboarder again. I st- skipped that oh, intro I'm so fast. Not fast enough. I always get Peter with the video camera. Jamie Johnson. Um. Mm-hmm. So Dave. So Dave is looking at sexy pictures in a magazine, a print magazine. Mm-hmm to date this um of megan fox in cutoffs from transformers he passes mm-hmm. it to his buddy connor mm-hmm. connor loves this shit connor is bad at, and connor gets detention there are a lot of scenes in this episode that start with uh miss kwan like giving instructions yes That's like i love they paid her a lot of money yeah this week. she got like 50 bucks this week yeah one of them was like, it opens on the classroom and she's like, I'm going to go get your photocopies. Please read quietly. <laughs> was like, <laughs> that what? was a necessary line. Wouldn't you certainly <laughs> do the photocopies before the class? You would think, but I don't know. Maybe she doesn't have time. She's very she, busy. That Miss She's as busy as Holly J, I think. What do you think's busier? She has no time to date. No. Miss Quan. I'd love Miss Quan to get a fucking story. Yeah, it's been a minute since she's had a story. Imagine Miss Kwan started dating fucking Rocco Vertuccio. What's his name? Mr. Rocco. What do we call him? <laughs> Miss Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Is he still on the show? He was on the episode last week. Just oh, for a okay. second. Giving giving instructions. Like, that's all yeah. they use the teachers for. Yeah, we've got the LARPing art teacher now. Haven't seen um, Anderson Armstrong for a bit. Oh, yeah. He hasn't been around because now they got this new basketball coach. Yeah. Oh God, this guy was back. I don't like this guy. I, I feel like he's a creep. Like I'm just waiting for something bad to happen with him. So, um, so D- uh, Connor gets detention, and Dave like kind of tries to be like, "Wait a minute, no." And Connor's like, "Don't worry about it, dude. You got to go play basketball. I suck at basketball. I'll be in detention. No worries." So then. Dave so then he gets out of detention and he goes to the basketball practice and um Dave's like how was detention he was like great I didn't have to talk to anybody who makes fun of me and I made up transformers in my head and I was like I love this guy I love it I love Connor he's just he's a he's the best Mm -hmm. then Dave is encouraging Connor to be like himself around the guys he's like Connor you're really funny like tell a funny story which has very much like the same energy as like someone who like puts headphones on you and is like, listen to this song and watches mm-hmm. you listen to it. That's the but same. But also energy. like Dave sets him up to tell a story that like is not Connor's story. And it's about putting pop rocks and root beer. Also like Dave's a dork too. Let's be fair. Yeah. Yeah. He's 49% lame. He's 49% lame. Yeah. Um, and Connor's like <laughs> popular mechanics did a study. It's been proven wrong. <laughs> Which was probably my favorite like line in the episode. So yeah. 
popular mechanics debunked it. Uh, so then Ethan's like, cool story, nerds. And then like leaves basically. It's like, yeah. So this is when Dave is like, Connor, I kind of can't hang out with you because I'm trying to be friends with the cool guys. Cause they already think I'm 49% lame. But then they're, then this Ethan fucking jabroni is real mean to Connor. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like talking about how he's going to get a hotel room with Trish the Dish, who's like really making the rounds. God bless her. Do mm-hmm. do it all. Yeah. After after the banquet, whatever the banquet is. And Connor's like, "For what are you going to do? And Ethan <laughs> makes fun of him for that. Oh, right. Because he didn't know they were going to go to Bone Town. Mm-hmm. Or at least uh, Fingerville. Fingerville. <laughs> Oh, Fingerville. They might not go to Bone Town, but they're definitely going to take gonna, the, the gonna 3 p.m. A... train to Fingerville. <laughs> <laughs> get the midnight train to Bone Town. Get the last train to Fingerville, and I'll meet you at the station. We'll wait for the transfer right down to Bone Town. Oh, let that go. So he's mean to Connor. He's like, you're a fucking asshole. You don't even play on the team. You're bench warmer or whatever. And Con- and Dave's like, hey, if you f- keep talking like that, there's going to be a problem. And Ethan's like, I'm not afraid of you, little Dave. Little Dave. Casey doesn't seem to be stepping up here, though. I'd say that. No, Casey had no lines. He didn't get paid this episode. <laughs> Just making an appearance. <laughs> yeah, background. Mm hmm. He only gets background for the day. Mm-hmm. So then they're in class and Connor shows Dave or Dave sees Connor working on this thing on his desk. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, these are stats. I basically have been handwriting stats of every player on the team and all the things they do. Basically like clocking the whole season. And he's mm-hmm. like, we got to show this to the coach. And he does. And it's good. And the coach is thrilled. Yeah. And then it turns out that Ethan has not been playing that well. Somehow yeah. this coach hasn't noticed that and he needed someone else to write down the stats to really put that into perspective. So Dave like, is going to be starting. Yeah, you haven't been just following this shit. You're the coach. Is it really that hard? It's high school basketball. He's like, yeah, your stats are soft, Ethan. You're going to be riding the bench with Connor. Dave, you're starting at point guard this weekend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you think you can, to Connor, he's like, you think you can keep me out of the game? And he's like, stats don't lie, dog. <laughs> and it ends. The reason Didn't that. Didn't tell it in a minute and a half, but you probably could have. Yeah. The reason that um, Dave gave to Connor for Connor not being good at basketball anymore is that he went through a growth spurt. But his mm. skills will catch up. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. He does look big. Yeah, he got taller. Also, don't forget S- Snake's nephew. Don't forget that. Yes, yeah, no, they haven't brought that up in a very long time. We also haven't seen Snake in a while, so. He's also, I believe, supposed to live with Snake, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We could see them carpooling to school together. I want but some kind of we fucking... Don't conversation about that at some point can we talk about this we still don't know why he's there they never really explained how he ended up there i also love that like they need they were like well we need a reason for this guy to be at the school 
It's like what everyone they couldn't else... have just made him a student. <laughs> everyone else just no. shows up at the school. Well, I guess for that one episode, because didn't they need him to like get into to steal uh, S- Spike's vibrator? Remember? No, wasn't that that? Um, well, oh yeah, Allie and Claire got it. Yeah, because because he got mm-hmm. them. They into went the over house. our house. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that him being Snake's nephew mm-hmm. affected so far. Yeah, and then there was the time that he came home and Emma and Kelly were there, and he annoyed them. Kelly. But that's that didn't need to happen. Kelly. Kelly. Remember when I always called Kelly Jamie, and then I also just called Jesse Jamie? Jamie. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with somebody on this show being named Jamie. I'm sure there will be a Jamie. No, there's probably not. Jamie Johnson. Jamie Johnson. Rachel, we do mm-hmm. a scale of one to ten to pick how much the episode goes there. What do you think this week on the scale? Thank you. That's the new song. It's the new theme song. Um, I haven't written anything down yet. Mm. Um, there's a topless teenager who, well, not topless, sorry, wearing a bra who has her photo taken that might be in the papers. Yeah. The yeah. papes might get it. Um, and there's gossip about Trish the Dish. Yeah. There's no physical violence. No. Hot kiss at the end. A two? A three? I don't know. I feel like that's all I'm oh, giving all these You episodes. are forgetting about the big clandestine burger dinner. Oh, yes. Um, Technically, three. it's a school break in. It's a three. No, it's a two. It's probably a one. <laughs> is it any of these? Yeah. I mean, is there a world where we can start saying it goes there? Not at all. And just not even put a number on it because it goes. There, oh, not at all. is that a zero then? I don't know. It's just not doesn't go there. I think at this point they have abandoned. It goes there as a tagline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's drama. It's just that it's not. I mean, Holly J trying to cut that lunch with her plastic silverware. That's kind of going there. <laughs> Makes you wonder, like, what they put in their food. Scorpion at the end. A one? Um, yeah, I would agree. I'm going with a one. Who cares? Okay. This segment um, is... I'm wondering if this segment is getting long in the tooth. Because these episodes never go there. I know. I want them to go somewhere. I know. I want them to go at least to mm-hmm. fucking Vancouver. <laughs> At least to fucking, um, uh, where did Sean live? Where did Sean live? Oh, Wasega Beach. Wasega Beach. Um, before we get into the, you know, the most important segment of the show, um, I just wanted to throw in that my, uh, least valuable Degrassians in this episode were the fucking moms. Yeah. All the moms were awful. I don't think this is a very good depiction of how moms would really act in this scenario, because I don't think I'm pretty sure that like most level headed moms would be like, oh, both of these kids Mm -hmm. did something. I'm not going to blame like the way Holly J's mom was just like blaming the I guess in the sense like Holly J never gets in trouble. But like, yeah, also. So what? Like. I, it just doesn't feel very realistic to how anyone would act in that situation. True. But who no, I don't think so either. Like she was 
very much i mean i don't know i just felt like all of it was incredibly unreasonable mm-hmm. <laughs> and even like on hatsu's mm. part i was just like Mm-mm, not liking this you're telling me i mean hatsu has seen so much shit hatsu was the principal when a shooting happened and she's like clutching her pearls over the fact that they like were kissing behind this curtain come on you're not really. And also the whole thing that they're like, can't date because she got this like mentorship program. It's like, doesn't matter. This is the first time Holly J has met Mrs. Gwine. But was the, but the idea that they couldn't date, was it because of the mentorship? That's why they couldn't date. It wasn't because it would be bad optics. Oh, I thought because they got in trouble. They were like, you can't see each other because you're in in trouble. I see. But in trouble over what? Like making out behind a curtain. This is very reminiscent to the time that uh, when Rory Gilmore got the job at Logan Hunsberger's father's paper. I thought, yeah. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So much nepotism out there, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I, I didn't like these moms, but I will say, mm-hmm. Mrs. Coyne, mm-hmm. pretty nice. A nice lady or attractive lady? She looks good. <laughs> It's okay to say because she's a mom. Oh, she's a grown woman. She's younger than, she, but she is probably younger than me now. That actor, oh, yeah, time, that yes. actor at that time is younger than mm-hmm. my age now, certainly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's probably twenty eight, and her hair smells like yeah, rain. probably. <laughs> and it's all over. So Patrick, yeah. Um, out of all of these questionable moms and, you know, various other characters that were in this episode, episode 910, somebody, one body, two bodies, somebody. Who amongst them is your most valuable Degrassian? Well, Rachel. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's talk through it. Dave mm-hmm. is in the running. Mm hmm. Connor's in the running for me. Connor's probably in the running, but less so than Dave. So I'm going to put Dave out of Connor. Holly mm-hmm. J's in the running. I feel like Holly J just keeps getting it because, it, and ho- the thing about Holly J's MVDs, they're, I, I feel like, and I could be wrong about this because, like I said, you know, like we always say, we're, we have short memories. I feel like a lot of Holly J's MVDs have been. I guess we'll give it to Holly J this week. Like it's not, there haven't been very many like, Oh, home run. Like with the way Anya was at the LARPing episode, home run, like no question. Hands down. Mm -hmm. Was that last week? No, no, that was a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Shantae was last week. Yeah. Um, so I almost hate to give Holly J these sort of like, half-assed ones but it's not her fault like she i'm gonna say holly j she's the best one in the the episode doesn't like serve her very well because a lot of the stuff is stupid but all of the things that she does is very like i like when they're having i was proud of her yeah when they have the dinner and he's like oh let's sneak around and she's like fuck that dude like i'm into this but i'm not gonna like pretend i don't have time for this shit and I mean, I would say that there's also some argument that you could even say, like, I was annoyed with Declan through most of it. But the fact that he stood up in the end made me kind of go like, oh, he could also possibly be in the running. But I also kind of feel like I'm leaning towards Holly J. I would argue with that by saying the reason he gets there is because of Holly J. 
Mm, so point. I would almost say that like that's an extra for me that would be an extra tick on the on Holly Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Holly Jeanette Sinclair. So who you got? Who's your most valuable Degrassian? Holly Jeanette. Yeah. Love it when we ding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all I can do. Electric blue. That song, uh, Somebody, the Brian Adams song, the mm-hmm. beginning of it sounds like that song. So that's why that song's mm-hmm. in my head. That's gotcha. a good song. Holly J. Holly Jacoby and Net Sinclair. <laughs> Jacoby and Net. Jacoby and Nothing Net. Nothing but Net. Jac- <laughs> Nothing but Net. Swish. Swisher Sweets. <laughs> Holly, nothing but net. <laughs> and yeah, Meyer just... Sinclair. <laughs> Holly, Jen, nothing but net, Kobe, and Myers Sinclair. <laughs> say that five times. Holly, fast. wait, what did we say? Holly, <laughs> Jen, nothing, Jen, but, nothing net. but net, Kobe, and Kobe Myers, and Myers Sinclair. Sinclair. That's her new name. J- <laughs> Holly, wait, Holly. Jen, Jen, nothing, Jen, nothing but net, but net, Kobe and Myers. Kobe and Myers Sinclair. <laughs> the name just keeps getting longer hashtag. and longer. Hashtag. <laughs> it's all over you. Anyway. Oh man. Go to the places. Write a review. Mm-hmm. Write a five star review. Go to the. You know, SparklesBest28 at Instagram. You can go to the Apple mm-hmm. Podcast. Write a review. We got Facebook. The Dope Monkeys and Broomheads, mm-hmm. and of course. The peace, the resistance, mm-hmm. the Patreon, where we watch movies and we watch shows, Canadian shows, uh, other stuff as well. And you help support us make this podcast, which is otherwise a labor of love. Yeah, it is a labor of love. And, and we still love it, but you know, it's in Rachel's it's case, a it's a labor of hate. It's a labor. It's, but, a, it's, a, it's work. It's labor. It's like pushing a baby out. Forced yeah, like motherhood. You forget like, like next week for what you did the week before. For, for <laughs> Rachel. Like, oh, wasn't that bad, right? I want to do this again. For Rachel, this podcast is like forced motherhood. <laughs> I feel like we're probably not supposed to be making jokes, but what can you do? You got to laugh. You got. Oh, what can yeah. You, you got to laugh. We're in a weird limbo right now where we don't know exactly what the what's going to happen. <sighs> Patreon.com slash deep. It's three E's. Get in there. We do meet and greets. I, I, I always say meet and greets. It's not what it is. <laughs> we I, literally it, people we come li- to our show. They have VIP passes <laughs> and they take selfies with us. They've all met table. us. It's they've met us. It's past <laughs> yeah. the point. Yeah. We're friends now. We're all we're friends. past the meeting and the greeting and we're just hanging out. We've met. We've Gret. Now we just hang out to you. <laughs> Gret. Yeah, the that's the past tense of greet is Gret. You didn't know that? We've met in Gret. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast recently where um one of the hosts calls it Patreon instead of Patreon, and she's not Canadian or British Wish? or anything like that. And so I was just like, What other podcasts are you listening to that you think it's called Patreon? No one calls it that. No, it's I don't think it is. Well, gift gift. Anyway, because if you're a patron yeah, of something, a, no, you're, a you're not a patron you're not a unless patron. you're p- drinking Patron. Yeah. yeah, Patron. We're going to do Patron at the next uh, hangout. We're all going to do mm-hmm. Chacon shot. Patron? Chacon? 
<laughs> nothing but net. <laughs> Holly, nothing but net. Kobe and Myers Sinclair. Say that five times fast. I've said it now a number of times. Uh, Go to the Patreon, yeah. guys. It's really fun. If you can't mm-hmm. support that way and you just listen to the mm-hmm. podcast, thanks for that as well. That's great, too. And if you're feeling down about what's happening with Roe v. Wade in this country and you don't want to give money to our Patreon, but you do have some money you want to put somewhere, I would put it towards the Supreme um, Court. <laughs> Send it right to the, put it in an envelope and write Supreme Court. You're a great institution. You're killing it right now. Brent Kavanaugh. Yeah, thank God for the, the Brent. Yeah. Brent Kavanaugh and Brent Spiner. Thank God for the Supreme Court. You're really, really giving us faith in institutions. Here's five dollars. <sighs> will you? Will you? Dear, this is what you do. You put five dollars in, uh, in, in an envelope. You send it to the Supreme Court, but you put a note and you say, "Can you please send me a cassette tape of your thoughts on the movie Twilight?" <laughs> <laughs> and all of them will watch it. Kavanaugh, fucking Clarence Thomas, mm-hmm. Amy Coney Barrett. They love that shit probably because it's like all about fucking saving yourself. They probably love oh fucking Twilight. Anyway, they'll send I you a cassette tape. <laughs> I was going to suggest. Sorry. This is a serious <laughs> thing. I'm being a dickhead. Go ahead, Rach. Sorry. Maybe don't send it to the Supreme Court. I don't think they're allowed to take your money anyway, but maybe they have a tape distro thing that I didn't know was happening. Neil Gorsuch will fucking take your $5. Oh, he doesn't he give would. a fuck. He would. <laughs> Neil Gorsuch, Neil Gorsuch take it, would you know, definitely take your five dollars. He's gonna take that, and $5 he will not bill. get you a McDonald's gift card. Hell no! You know where it's going. Neil Gorsuch what? has those like very fucking like uh, uh, pressed jeans that have mm-hmm. that small pocket, the small mm-hmm. pocket that like is attached to the big pocket. He puts that five dollars right in that small pocket. Oh, that tiny pocket the tiny that he pocket. forgets about, it and he watches his jeans, 100%. and then it gets all crumbly. The tiny pocket that everyone be like, "That's for cocaine." <laughs> Where should they send their money to? <laughs> I would recommend going to the website for the National Network of Abortion Funds. Their website is abortionfunds.org, and they you can donate directly to them, but they also have a directory of all the local abortion funds. And so what happens is those groups will um, provide housing and transit and logistics and all that stuff for people who need to travel out of state to get abortions, or even if they're within their state and just need extra help to get them because abortions are not, um, easy to access. It's hard to figure out where you go and how you can get them. And then they cost money and it's, a medical procedure. So you need someone to drive you home from it. You can't just take like an Uber or anything out after one. So they help with all of that stuff. That's great. I love that. That's great. Good stuff, Rach. Thank you. That's it. That's the show. I guess so. Yeah. Well, broomheads, dope monkeys, it's been real. Um, we'll be back next week with a two-parter with a Marco. A Marco. He's in the thumbnail from of HBO Max. We and watch- we're. We're coming up close on our fourth anniversary of this podcast. Unbelievable. Four holy Unbelievable. years. Unbelievable. You see, Marco, I gave an HBO Max so I could watch a Marco, but I also watch a lot of other things on HBO Max. Like, like what? Secret Lives of a Sex Lives of a Teenage Girls. What's the name of that the show? The Sex oh, Lives of that, College yeah. Girls. I watch it. That the show's a good the show's very, very funny. I like it to watch a hacks. Mm-hmm. You would like to watch Hacks. 
<laughs> I love a Jean Smart. She's a she is a smart. That is the right name for her to have. She's a mm-hmm. smart lady. I watch a Hacks. I watch a t- uh, Girls. It's a good show. I watch it all over, over and over again. I like that one, and I like my last favorite HBO Max show is uh, Barry. Mm, I do love Barry. That's a less funny one for me to say, but I like that one. It's a good show. You like the Barry? Yeah, I like a Barry. He's a shooting people. He's acting. I feel like I like it to do those <laughs> things too. Sometimes I want to shoot a Marco, but not really. He's my son of love. Sometimes I want to shoot the dealin. Mm. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week. So good night. And grilled cheese, definitely. And grilled cheese, definitely.